On today's show, could the Milwaukee Bucks go the full Monty? Monty Williams, apparently the Bucks are going to pursue him in their head coaching search, along with uh, plenty of candidates that we've seen across the news in recent weeks. So we had to bring back Gerald Borgay. We need to, let's be honest, we need a Phoenix expert to talk about Monty Williams, the pros and cons. And was it a surprise that he parted ways with the Phoenix Suns? All that and more. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Locked on Bucks. My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. And alongside me, as I said, from PHNX Sports, Gerald Borgay. They continue to do uh, awesome stuff over there, including with my man, Jock Landau. So make sure you check out PHNX Sports. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com promo code. Locked on. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday, even through the off season and every single day. It feels like there is a new coaching candidate in the mix for the Milwaukee Bucks. So we're going to continue to roll through these shows, and you will see that I'm not in my apartment. I'm in Denver right now, so I flew to the US. Now we're in Denver. Um, I'm going to be over in the US for the next month or so. So I'll be in different areas. I'm hoping the audio is okay. I'm hoping the hotel Wi-Fi works along the way. The schedule might be a little bit different, but we will get a show out Monday to Friday. So uh, stick with me there as I continue to try and get this content out. Gerald, I thought the next time we podcasted, we were going to be doing an NBA Finals preview. What the hell happened with these two teams? I honestly have no idea. And it's kind of funny that we're hearing rumors about them potentially swapping coaches yes. when both of them fell short. But um no, I mean, I think a lot of people didn't give Denver credit for how good they actually are. Um, and I think one thing that was overlooked by myself included was how difficult it is to incorporate a major piece midseason, especially when you only wind up getting eight regular season games with a healthy Kevin Durant in there. Um, and I think it came back to, to bite them in the butt in the end. Um, but, you know, give the Nuggets credit. They're a fantastic team. And uh, honestly, they're my favorite to come out of the West now. So with that being said, and the little preparation time for this team in terms of continuity and chemistry and all those things we like to talk about, the way that this series ended, when you combine that with the way the series ended last year, that was obviously the talking point, but it still feel, did feel a little bit different to the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs lost to an eight seed. Right. <laughs> Phoenix lost to a really damn good team and a team that was good all season long. So were you surprised how quickly they made the move with Monty Williams? I, I was a little bit surprised. I, I think you can definitely defend the decision because obviously you've got a new owner in place and we've been getting conflicting reports as far as how much of that was Matt Ishbia's decision versus an organizational decision. Sham's reporting today uh, that, you know, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, other people in Suns leadership were consulted on that decision after Woj had reported that it was basically Ishbia's call. Um, so I'm not sure 
<laughs> how you want to read between the lines there. Um, I do understand the decision. It's just tough. It's another reminder that this industry is unbelievably, unbelievably cruel when you look at what Monty was able to come in here and do. He's the winningest coach in the NBA over the last three seasons. He won coach of the year last year, coming off a season where they won a franchise record 64 games and a finals trip the year before that. Um, but this new owner is not messing around. He obviously made the decision to trade for Kevin Durant on his first day on the job. Um, and now he is pulling the strings. He's going all in on this current championship window. And I understand it. It's just difficult. It's a tough break for a guy like Monty who came in, helped establish a culture and was really underrated in my opinion, in terms of the X's and O's and the offensive and defensive strategies he was able to implement here. All right. I think that's what Bucks fans are going to be most interested in. So I do want to get to that, but uh, again, if I think about Bucks fans and certainly our listeners on this show, I think I would say, and I don't necessarily agree with it all, but I would say that the majority of fans, or certainly it was more than 50-50, thought that there was the right move uh, to part ways with Mike Budenholzer. What's the fan reaction been with Monty Williams? It's It's been kind of similar to what I've said. I think a lot of fans understand it. They're not happy about it in terms of they feel bad because Monty is a high quality person and you would have loved to see the Suns if they were going to get over that championship hump, finally do it with a guy like Monty who was so instrumental in what they've built out here over the last few years. Um, but at the same time, like there were a lot of people that felt it was time for the Suns to move on. Um, you know, the comparison to the Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr thing, was commonly brought up. I, I think that's kind of an insult to Monty. He was on a very different level than a Mark Jackson. Um, but you are kind of looking for a guy that, okay, Monty came in, he established a fantastic foundation. Now we need someone that's going to push us across the finish line. Um, and there were doubts that Monty could get them there. So I, I think it was a little bit mixed reaction. There are some people, of course, that anytime a coach gets fired, they're going to be happy about it because they blame everything on the coach. Um, and that certainly felt like the case with Monty down the stretch. But I, I do think there are a lot of fans here who are appreciative of what he brought to the table, even if they acknowledge that maybe it was time to move on. Uh, what about the ownership then? Because obviously the Bucks are going through some changes here. And I think that there is some concern, I think as there always is with fans about what this could mean and what the direction would be. Uh, mm -hmm. No doubt... Uh, Ishbia wasted no time with the Kevin Durant trade, which I have to imagine was pretty damn popular with Phoenix fans. But now mm -hmm. uh, this has happened. Has it caused any concern about what path the, the franchise might go down? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, the, the conflicting reports are a little confusing. The fact that in the press release, James Jones was the one that kind of copped to the decision to mm. fire Monty. But what we had gotten to that point was that it was Ishbia's call um, and that James Jones's power within the organization has kind of diminished. So it's hard to read between the lines there. And, you know, Ishbia said on his opening day, like he's going to come in the first two to four months, listen, learn from Sun's leadership, and then go about making whatever changes he felt were necessary. But he did say he is the type to get his hands dirty. He's very hands-on. Um, he likes to be in the weeds, uh, as he put it. So it's not surprising a new owner coming in and wanting to kind of install his own head coach, his own leadership. It's just a little bit worrisome because, you know, Monty was so important to establishing a culture here. And it's not like it was just, you know, empty words. Like the Suns won a ton of games with Monty in place. 
Um, his playoff shortcomings were obviously grounds for moving on to another head coach. But if you move on from a guy like that, you absolutely have to nail your next hire um, because you have Devin Booker, you have Kevin Durant, and you don't have a ton of flexibility around them. Durant's 34, and you need to start putting a title contention window together again that moves beyond what we've seen the last few seasons. So there's a lot of pressure on them to get this move right. There is some concern that maybe Ishbia is a little too hands-on. We've seen what happens when owners uh, interfere a little bit and don't trust the people they hire. So there will be a lot of eyeballs on who they bring in, what roles they're going to fill, and whether Ishbia, if things don't go according to plan right away, is able to trust in that leadership to figure things out or if he's the type that's going to be overly involved, as we've seen from other owners in the past. All right, let's drill down into the pros and cons of Monty Williams as a head coach next, because you said a few interesting things there. And when you talk about playoff shortcomings and wanting to get over the hump and wanting to win a title, why would the Bucks hire a man that maybe got fired because they weren't able to get over the hump? So I want to ask you about that uh, coming up next after we talk about Price Picks, our sponsor of today's show. They're running... A pretty elite promo right now, I have to say. The $1 million daily super flex promotion during the NBA playoffs and finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. If you get all six correct picks, $1 million. Five correct picks, 80 k and four correct picks, uh, 16K as well, which would be pretty handy, I have to say. So full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Uh, once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be a lucky winner. And if you aren't familiar with prize picks, you pick uh, two to six players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. And that's obviously what you'll do for this million-dollar game as well. So download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, so coming up on the show later this week, we have got a Nick Nurse pod. Everyone's been asking if we can do this pod. So we're going to have uh, a guest on from Toronto, from Locked On Raptors, I should say. And we'll talk about Nick Nurse and the pros and cons there of him becoming the next uh, Bucks head coach. And Frank's back. He just had a kid last week, but uh, I'm dragging him back on the podcast. So Frank will be back on the show as well. So let's talk about Monty Williams, though. If what you just said about the playoff shortcomings... And this is a, a team thing, no doubt about it. And the context always gets lost in the history, whether whatever was going on last year, what was going on this year with the change of the roster. But if you're a Bucks fan, and I've already seen this a little bit uh, out there on social media, if you've just watched the Phoenix Suns flame out like they did, and you remember last year, and the Bucks are making a hire for the same reasons as Phoenix. They want to win a title, and whoever takes this job, that is the bar with Giannis in his prime. Why would Monty Williams be a good hire or the right hire for the Bucks? It's a good question. And I honestly, like I said at the top of the show, I think it's a little ironic that both of these teams are yes. rumored to be looking at the opposite head coach because it feels like they have a lot of similar shortcomings. 
um, in terms of falling short in the playoffs, despite a really great track record of regular season success of being able to implement a culture and a playing style at their locations, but not maybe, I mean, obviously Budenholzer got over that title hump that Monty did not. So that's the one differentiator there. Um, but you know, it, everything from like little things, like I saw so many Bucks fans complaining during the heat series that Bud wasn't calling a timeout during a Miami heat run and Suns fans do the same thing with Monty Williams all the time. Um, so it, it's just little things like that, that I'm kind of interested in. I think if you're the Bucks and you're looking at Monty Williams, you're saying we have superior talent to what Phoenix had. We have Giannis, we have a system here that could work. Um, and his offensive creativity in terms of the Suns pick and roll attack, in terms of having a top 10 defense in a year where they had so many guys in and out of the lineup. I think that's what's probably attractive as well as the, you know, need for the Bucks don't need a culture setter guy, but it, it definitely helps when you have someone that's able to get player buy-in. Um, and that's something that's important for a superstar of Giannis's caliber, I think. But yeah, you're, you're right. It is tactically kind of an interesting uh, lateral move. It would be for both franchises, I think. Um, I feel like a guy like Nick Nurse might make more sense for Milwaukee than Amani Williams. But I do think you look at what the Suns were able to implement with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, their offense, their pick and roll attack. And maybe that's something that has intrigue if you're the Bucks. So I think whoever the Bucks bring in, and this is just my opinion, it has to be someone offensively minded that can do some different things because the Bucks don't have a Chris Paul. So when you talk mm -hmm. about what the Suns were able to do offensively, how, how much do you think is that, and I know this is really difficult to say, but how much of that do you think is the implementation of what Monty Williams was bringing to the offense and how much was, well, you've got Chris Paul, one of the greatest point guards <laughs> to ever play the game, and then Devin Booker, and then obviously you had Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a fair question. I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker's prowess in pick and roll shouldn't be lost in this conversation yeah, either. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you ask these guys, and they say a lot of us run the same sets throughout the NBA. So it's not anything particularly special. It could be a case where Monty was really good at adapting to his personnel in terms of his offensive attack with this group. Um, and that's where having a Chris Paul and a Devin Booker would definitely come in handy. Um, I, I do think he'd be able to tailor his offense to his personnel because we know the Bucks have a very talented roster as is right now. Um, and so I think he would be able to get the best out of them, especially having intimate knowledge of how they play from the finals matchup a few years ago from, you know, their head to heads over the last couple of years. But you're right. Like there, there is some credit that needs to be due to having two of the best pick and roll ball handlers in the NBA um, which is something that the Bucks don't have by comparison. So I guess the other question that's going to be important, and it'll be the same for whoever gets the job in Phoenix, but in Milwaukee, I would imagine the first question you're being asked is, how do you think you're going to utilize Giannis? Now, as a complete outsider, it, it feels like Monty Williams is loved as a person, and you talk about the culture he brought to Phoenix. But it is interesting that Kevin Durant comes in, they make all these roster changes, because like all these jobs, and I might be wrong uh, in, in some cases, but I feel like if Kevin Durant wanted Monty Williams to be the head coach, he would be the head coach. So how have you found, the or 
you know, how have you seen the relationships between Monty and, and Chris and Devin and, and the superstars? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been huge. They've all gone to bat for him, and, and obviously that can change when you come up short in dramatic fashion in back-to-back seasons. Um, you know, the coming off that finals win and or that finals loss and then going into the next season when they won 64 games, it was assumed that they would be able to build on that, that they would go further, that they would finally win a title for a franchise that's the longest tenured franchise in NBA history to not get across that finish line. Um, and then you go to the second round, they lose to an inferior Mavericks team in really stunning. And I, I, that's still one of the most shocking NBA playoff results I think I've ever seen. Um, and then they followed up with being down by 30 at halftime again in an elimination game at home the following year. It's, it's really disappointing. So obviously that can change the math, but I do think you listen to Devin Booker, Chris Paul, even Kevin Durant uh, for the limited time he was here, they had nothing but positive things to say about Monty in terms of his leadership, in terms of the culture, in terms of his preparedness um, and how much work he puts in as a head coach to be prepared. Um, I think there are obviously some shortcomings in terms of rotations and um, he, he would get in the habit as most coaches do of favoring his guys over maybe a guy that he should give an opportunity to off the bench. But, you know, they, they, they had nothing but glowing things to say about him as a head coach. Um, you know, they, they were very upset back in 2021 when he was, I think he finished second in coach of the year yeah. voting behind Tom Thibodeau. Um, so there's definitely a lot of support with the stars. I think that changed obviously after the nuggets lost, but, um, he definitely has been able to get that buy-in from his star players. Yeah. And I think the nature of the way the season ended for Phoenix and for Milwaukee, a lot of the times you're not going to change the player personnel or you might not be able to, you know, Phoenix isn't going to move on from Kevin Durant. So it feels like someone always inevitably, Uh, takes the fall for this whether it's right or wrong i've got a couple more quick ones for you including the question about mike budenholzer so we're going to get to that next all right so the interesting thing to me about both monty williams and mike budenholzer is that they are owed significant money with their deals not really close to being over a couple of years for bud i think it was three years uh, for monty so, do you think that Monty Williams in his career, what already done as a head coach, would be desperate? Are you expecting that he will coach next year? Because obviously, as we've seen, there are a number of jobs uh, up for grabs now. I would assume he gets swooped up pretty quickly, whether it's the Raptors, who, as we saw near the end with Nick Nurse, could definitely use a culture reset, whether it's a team like the Bucks that are looking for a coach with experience, with finals experience, or even a team like the Pistons who look at what Monty's been able to do Mm. in Phoenix and say, we want that in Detroit. Like we want a rebuild. We want a guy who's going to help us install a culture. Um, So I I think there are a number of openings that would make sense. There was the report from Shams today that for right now, he's just focused on family. But if a team comes calling with a multi-million dollar offer, uh, I feel like it'd be hard to turn down because Monty is the type of guy that lives for the gym. He loves being in there with his guys. And, um, you know, I think he just needs some time to kind of decompress from being fired from a job that I think he thought he would have heading into next season. Um, but yeah, I, I would be surprised if he's not coaching in the NBA next season. And I think 
if he is, it's because he just needs more time to come down from kind of a disappointing end to what was a really uh, fulfilling chapter here. Yeah, I, I mentioned it in the YouTube comments with a few fans. The worst thing about this, if, if you are a Bucks fan, is that Monty Williams, whether or not he's the head coach of the Bucks, the worst thing is that there's another job up for grabs and a pretty attractive one in Phoenix with Kevin Durant because now you're competing uh, with more uh, people there. And who knows, maybe Philadelphia might be next. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen there as well. And I'm sure there'd be coaches lining up uh, to take a job with Joel Embiid as well. So it's going to be a competitive market. So for the Phoenix side of things, and you've kind of hinted to it a little bit, uh, what do you think when you see Mike Budenholzer mentioned as a potential candidate for the Phoenix head coach? It's it's strange to me. I Look, I understand. Like, Budenholzer is a great coach, and he, he coached a very good series against the Suns back in 2021. I don't mean to take that away from him, but if you are firing a head coach who had great regular season success but repeatedly fell short in the playoffs, if you're looking for – if you're replacing a head coach who wasn't great with timeouts, who made some interesting rotation decisions, whose regular season playing style didn't always transfer over to the playoffs even though he continued to stick with it, I don't understand the appeal of Budenholzer. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the complaints are very similar – with those two. Um, and, and I feel like if you're going to make a lateral move, you should have just kept the guy who was beloved in the franchise and who, you know, helped get you to this point. So I feel like if you are going to fire Monty Williams, you need to look for a different profile of a head coach. And obviously there are many differences between the two, but I feel like you're looking for someone a little bit more tactically inclined, like a Nick nurse or a Tyrone Lou or someone like that. Um, so I, I, Budenholzer, they would still be a great team. Maybe mixing things up with a different playing style would help things. Um, and, and obviously Budenholzer's done well with talent. We've seen that in Atlanta. We've seen that in Milwaukee. He would obviously have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant at the very least next season. But if you're looking for a new head coach to navigate uncertainty, because we don't know what the Suns roster is going to look like. I, I just feel like you could probably, I and mean, you're going to have to try and do better than Budenholzer. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because I do think uh, when you're doing your shows and, and we do our shows over here, I think we're going to be talking about all the same guys. <laughs> I'm not expecting, and look, the Bucks are extending the net far and wide. We saw Mark Jackson yesterday, which got some reaction on social media. I, I don't really... I don't really think too much about that. I think that the Bucks are obviously, in my opinion, doing the right thing and speaking to a bunch of different people, regardless of whether they might be high on the list or not. But yeah, I, I'm curious to know what the fan reaction is when this plays out because there's always going to be some fans, both Suns and Bucks, that are going to be annoyed that the Bucks got whoever they got or Phoenix got uh, their coach. I don't anticipate a Budenholzer and Monty Williams swap, but. It would be kind of hilarious if that's the way it plays out. <laughs> we would be shared in our uh, joint confusion over what we're doing here because that would be that would be really funny. Honestly, it would be. I, I feel like we would be complaining about the same stuff just with a different guy for both fan bases. All right. Well, Bucks fans, let me know what you think about Monty Williams. You can a- either on Twitter. Uh, or jump in the YouTube comments as well. And uh, let me know what you think about Monty Williams. I think a really damn good coach. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure, as Gerald has mentioned, whether it makes sense uh, given the path that the Bucs are, are looking to go down. So we'll see what happens. Uh, no surprises, though, that the Bucs are going to catch up 
uh, with Monty Williams after what he's done in Phoenix. Check out Gen X Sports, everything that they're doing over there. I'm sure it's not going to slow down because I think the offseason for the Suns is as fascinating as it's going to be uh, for the Bucks. So what are we, what are we looking for? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Gerald Bourget. You can read all my stuff at gophnx.com. Uh, I wrote about Monty Williams today, actually, in depth, if hmm. any Bucks fans are interested in learning about what he built here. Um, and then you can follow our podcast, uh, PHNX Suns. All right, make sure you go and do that and make sure you subscribe, uh, drop a like, drop a comment, follow all those things for Locked On Bucks as well. It's free to do. Uh, and we're going to continue to roll through the offseason. As I said, a show about Nick Nurse coming up. Frank will be back on the podcast. Uh, Justin and Camille and all the usuals uh, this week as we roll through. And eventually the Bucks are going to make a decision. I know that's the show that everyone's waiting for, but it doesn't seem like they are in a major hurry. So we appreciate the support. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Frank, I believe. He's going to be back on the podcast. So we'll catch everyone then.